Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk About It Buffalo with your host, Anthony Stevens, right here out of the city of Buffalo, the city of good neighbors. Welcome to season number two, episode number eight. We take this time to thank all of our sponsors all over the world for sponsoring Let's Talk About It Buffalo. Thank you for your acts of kindness, your generosity, and donations to help us level up on our podcast show. If this is your very first time joining us here on Let's Talk About a Buffalo, why don't you give yourselves a round of applause? We thank you so very much for joining us on this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, we celebrate Black History Month. I have a very special guest with me today to talk on the Black History Podcast as we celebrate the whole month of February as Black History Month, learning the most important things about our Black culture. Uh, I want to share that with all of my listeners out there all over the world. So tonight, my very special guest is my brother, my friend, We've been friends for a very long time. Uh, This young man is very knowledgeable when it comes to the history of many different things. He's going to share tonight in our Black History Month celebration. He's going to talk about uh, a various topic that is on his mind. So I would like to welcome to Let's Talk About It Buffalo, my friend, my brother, Minister Jonathan Hunter, we'd like to welcome you to Let's Talk About It, Buffalo. Amen. Can you hear anybody hear me? They, they can hear you, brother. All right. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Amen. Hopefully, everybody has had a good weekend and had a good week. Uh, <clears throat> this particular topic, we're going to be talking about the black church and the ethnicity of it and the purpose of the black church and what does the black church has an impact coming when it comes down to the community, African American community or Hispanic community or simply or the, or the uh, Caucasian community. <clears throat> and what I find out that a black church can also be a major, major impact when it comes down to uh, when it comes down to uh, oh, communities. Uh, just like uh, last, uh, not too long ago, when our very own churches in uh, Hayward, California, as we know as NorCal jurisdiction, they just hosted a uh, a vaccine drive. And those people who were who had COVID and no longer has it, God has healed them, and now they are getting vaccinated. And one thing that the Black Church, in in my perspective, does to a Black community is that a Black church can also be one of the most inspirational church. And it's not particularly just the Black church, but also any denomination. Uh, like our denomination, we're Church of God in Christ, me and uh, Minister Stephen. Uh, we're both uh, uh, elders, designate. Uh, we are both going to be 
hopefully one day or the elder. And one thing that the church has taught me is taught me humility. The church, the black church is also a, uh, a major impact when it comes down to humility. And black, uh, black churches also are neighborly, especially in the city of good neighbors. And one thing that we also need to know about black churches is that we don't care what color you are. We don't care if you're Hispanic. We don't care what race you are, Hispanic, white, black, yellow, green, orange. We don't care what color you are. We will embrace you with open arms. It's like I like my church. My church, we, we don't care if you're white, black, orange, yellow, green, purple. We don't care what color you are. We don't care what ethnicity you are. We will open you with open arms. And we also will consider you, consider you to be part of our family. And one thing I like about black churches is that you know, we are all family. Amen. We are all family. We don't we don't care what color you bleed. When we when we cut each other, we we bleed the same color, red. And one thing we also need to know about the black church is the black church is an interesting part when it comes to when you're talking about African community uh, churches pertaining in and you know in African American communities is that us as saints of God, those who proclaim to be saints, we we will embrace anybody with open arms. And and the black church, and one thing I like about the black church is that, and, and a lot of people can probably testify to this, is the music. Amen. Amen. Just like in our denomination, the Church of God in Christ, we embrace, well, it's called, we embrace the African worshiping. African worshiping. What do I mean? We, we embrace dancing and exuberance. When we expound, when especially when the Word of God has been preached, and we believe that the Holy Spirit, once it comes in, the Holy Spirit will also give us what is called an unknown tongue. It's a language that nobody can interpret it. Uh, it's a language that nobody can uh, go to school for. Amen. And it's a language that is particularly pertaining to God. When you speak that particular language, you are speaking directly to God. And it's not, no, you're not being possessed by the devil. People always want to say that when, when a person, they so-called say they're possessed by the devil. They always want to say that that person is speaking in tongues or uh, uh, speaking in tongues or saying, oh, he, he's possessed by the devil. One thing we also need to know is that when we speak in tongues, we are there's a communication between you and the Lord. So the devil that he's dropping won't take advantage of your answer. And pertaining to the black church, I love it because we embrace what's called African style worshiping. And I love, I tell you right now, I love to dance when it comes down to the church. Now, I don't dance on the dance room floor. I don't dance in the club. I, I don't do all of that drinking. and I don't do that. I'm a same person. Uh, but one thing I like about it is that we embrace the worship of the black church. And a lot of people think, hey, you know, some people think that you're crazy. And you're speaking in that in that language and you're sitting there dancing. They think you lost your mind. But I just want to let people know we have not lost our mind. We are exhorting uh, the goodness of what God has done for us. Because for some of us, that's our weekly, that's our weekly therapy. 
When we go to church, that's our weekly therapy. Some people say, oh, church shouldn't be your therapy, but you just don't know. That's our weekly therapy. That's the, that's, that's the time we can actually go in and, and praise God and believe that God is a miracle worker. And that's what I believe in, like, in the black church is that the black church can also be a good pillar when it comes down to the black community. You, you, you can see on uh, all on Facebook, black organizations, black church particularly, you can see black churches giving out gloves and food drives and, and, and programs and doing things to help the community because they know, especially when they live in that neighborhood, they know what is the need and they know what is supposed to be done. And that's what I think about the black church is, is a major part when it comes out to the black church. The, the black church can also uh, become a, a voting place. Uh, a black church can also become a, a, a community place when they go and talk things out respectively and respond and they do their responsibility. And one thing that, you know, one thing I like about my pastor is that my pastor, he's a man that loves to do God's work and he loves he loves people and that's one thing that's the, another thing I like about my pastor and he, he's also a giver amen and, and some of us in the black church we are also givers and we are also people who knows how to embrace no matter what color you are we can embrace you and love you for who you are amen and, the, and the, that's what I think that the black church is there's, there's a few about. There's some things I want to ask you while you're here, brother. Also, too, a lot of people want to know, can the white people, can Hispanic people, can uh, different people from different uh, backgrounds, can they dance, too? Many people want to know, can they dance, too? Yes, they can. Hey, hey, hey. You know, I've seen, I've seen, because particularly when you go further down south, when you go further down south, it, it, you got people all sorts of color and all sorts of race. When you go down south, and, 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 and they be dancing up something. Some some people may not have good rhythm, and it's not just the white people, and it's not just Hispanic people. Sometimes black people don't have good rhythm either, but they don't care what particular movement or rhythm you have. We we don't care if we jump up and down. I've seen people. We had, we once had a Hispanic pastor. Well, he was a minister then. Uh, come to our church, join the church, and man, when he when he would feel the Lord on him, all he could do was turn around and move his feet and move his hands. It, it was something to see, and I love to see him do that because when he do that, <laughs> I get off the organ because I'm an organ player. I get off the organ, I dance with him. I, I don't care if you ain't got no rhythm, I dance with you. So for Taylor, uh, anybody can. No, when, when, you know, just like you got, you know, some of the apostolic churches, some of the apostolic churches, they they have mostly, uh, some of them have mostly black, some of them have mostly white. And I guarantee you, some people, Caucasian people or, or uh, other ethnicity, they'll dance just like the black people. I'm telling you. And there's one thing we, we know is that it don't matter if you're white, black, it don't matter if you're Russian, Chinese, Asian. If God has done something for you, and all, even if all you can do is jump up and down, that's still giving God the praise. 
So it, it, it really don't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter what ethnicity you come from. If God's been good to you, and once the Holy Ghost hits you, you're going you're gonna to do whatever it is in your power to give God the glory. No good. matter what race you are. Cause I remember, I remember, man, growing up hearing stories about uh, my parents, how they were going to church on the wagon, man. I mean, they didn't even have like all the stuff that we have now. Um, um, as Minister Hunter was talking about, and I'm so grateful to be a part of the podcast show tonight, talking about the Black Church. Um, you know, your grandfather know, and many of the older saints know about the time where they had to walk the church they didn't have no vehicles you know and it's amazing how um now we have all these cars but we still can't give god thanks for what we have man it's been amazing about it um learning the different things that my father my mother had to do getting to the black church now Minister Hunter probably attested on this on one of our podcast shows. But our founder, Bishop Charles Harrison Mason, uh, one of the most powerful leaders in the Church of God in Christ denomination. Um, you know, it's something about having power, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Minister Hunter was talking good there about uh, it doesn't matter what race or color you are. It's about your worship and whatever you do in life, you want to worship God to the fullest. He said it. uh, We don't care what color you are, what denomination you are. As long as you giving God praise, that's that's all we need. And Minister Hunter, you can close this out if you want to with some more of your talk. But I just wanted to interject how the older church was back in the day. You know, they, they didn't even have the proper stuff. They would play on thimbles and they would find things uh, to beat on to have service. And it also it also reminded me of the uh, it also reminded me of how the Church of God in Christ started. Now, in some some in some sense, the uh, books sometimes don't tell us this, but we have to carefully read it and read it more that in the Church of God in Christ. How we started, we really started in a man's living room. We started in the man's living room, the organization, Bishop Charles Harrison Mason. We started in the man's living room. And then we we went from the living room to a gin house. And then after that, after we moved from the gym to gin house, because the gin house was getting a little too small, Mason Temple. Mason Temple was built. Now the first temple was built but after uh the the, the first temple caught on fire because believe it or not uh, bishop mason they had mason temple they had jars they had pickled jars jars filled with things that came out of people uh when people were being healed from cancer people would throw up cancer and and when when uh when people were being healed uh, off the of wheelchairs and crutches, they would have crutches and wheelchairs hanging up on Mason Temple. And, and one thing I like about you know about Bishop Charles Harrison Mason, he 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 had what was he would have a uh, Holy Ghost uh, boldness because he would preach. Because Bishop Mason 
back in the eighteen uh, in the eighteen hundreds, they were still in uh, slavery, and he would pre and plus he was down south, and so he would preach against slavery. Matter of fact, Bishop Mason's mother and father were slaves, and he and he would preach about slavery, how he was against slavery. He was preaching things that really could have got him killed. But by the grace of God, he preached on it anyway. And he was such an anointed man, predominantly in the, in the African-American denomination, one of the largest, one of the largest African-American denomination in the world and well-known is that Bishop Mason, he would preach about racism and, and, and he, he could have been killed. This time when Bishop Mason was put in jail because he was preaching, because of the stuff he was preaching, they called him a tyrant and everything else. And, and, and one thing I liked about it that he did not stop preaching the word of God. And because and, and because he, he was such an anointed man, he started the Pentecostal movement called the Church of God in Christ. Amen. And he would preach about holiness when, when the great Azusa Street Revival. Amen. And when the, we would do the Azusa Street Revival, one preacher was preaching about holiness. And Bishop Mason liked it. Bishop Mason would go in the in the closet for about two, maybe three hours praying. He was an anointed man. He would walk into a church and the radiators made noise. All he had to tell the radiators to do was shh. And the, and the radiators would stop making noise. He was an anointed man of God. And particularly in the black church. And he started what was called the Church of God in Christ. He didn't know what to call the denomination. But one day he was walking down the street, as the book says, he was walking down the street. And, and all of a sudden, God said, Church of God in Christ. He, Church of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And it came from the scripture, which is the Church of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And he came up with the name Church of God in Christ. And one thing I like about our heritage when it comes out to the Church of God in Christ is that a lot of people who followed him were, well, some of them were white, some of them were black. But one thing I like about it, it was the unity that came together. And I think that's what our churches need nowadays is unity. Instead of this, the segregated, you know, black church and, and white church. When I was growing up, church was just universal. Amen. The church is universal. It didn't matter if you were black. Yeah, it didn't matter at all. If you were black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, whatever race of people you were, it didn't matter. Uh, we just want to take this time to thank Minister Jonathan Hunter for being the guest tonight right here on Let's Talk About It Buffalo. We're going to have him back for part two of this interview on the black church. It's very important, ladies and gentlemen, that you take out the opportunity to understand that me and Minister Jonathan Hunter are not racist people, but we celebrate our heritage because we are from the black descent. And as he was talking about Bishop Mason, uh, um, as I closed the podcast, uh, as we were talking about uh, Bishop Mason, the most powerful man that uh, ever walked the face of the earth when it came to the church of God in Christ, we got to remember that back in that day, there were white people, black people, there were all kinds of race of people 
coming to the Azusa Street Revival because there was something about it, ladies and gentlemen. That revival lasted for three years. The most powerful thing, we're going to get into it um, on the next podcast show, but we want to take this time to thank my brother and my friend for joining us here on Let's Talk About It. Buffalo, if you want to know more... We will, you're welcome. We're gonna get you back here, sir. Talk about some more stuff with us. Uh, if you like to uh, get in contact with Minister Jonathan Hunter, he can give you all of his information uh, that you can get in contact with him. If you want to know, if you have any questions, you can email us right here at let's talk about it, buffalo at gmail.com. Also, you can join us on all of our social media sites. You can join me on Facebook at Prince Anthony. You can join me on Instagram at Prince Anthony 74. You can join me on Twitter at Prince Anthony L. You can also uh, join us right here on Anchor. All of our six listening platforms. Many of you have known about our six listening platforms from Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Podcasts, Break Radio. Radio Republic and Spotify. You can go and listen to this interview right there on those listening platforms. Again, we'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us right here on Let's Talk About It Buffalo, the city, 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 city of, of good, 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 good neighbors. neighbors. neighbors.